of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey. You're riding home with Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Yeah, we're kicking it old school on the Kenny and JT show. Kenny's got the day off today, feeling a little bit under the weather. He's got tomorrow off as well. But that just gives me more time to pick the brain of one of my favorite guests on the program, Lance Goodman, fantasy football expert at NFLExporter.com. Lance, we took one on the chin last week, and I'll tell you why in a second, but how you feeling, my man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, before, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was outstanding. We ate too much. We watched too much football. No, I take that back. We never eat too much, and we never watch too much football, but we took it on the chin on our fantasy team. Not your fault, not my fault. Who knew we're going to go up after that juggernaut, Josh Jacobs, and he's going to put up 58 points against us. Yeah, and he was a big-time player on one of Woo! my fantasy teams uh, last week that is spearheading our charge to the playoffs. When that happens to you, all you can do is take it with a grain of salt. I'm pretty sure the majority of fantasy owners who played against Mr. Jacobs last week <laughs> took it on the chin as well. Yeah, that really sucked. So here's the deal. We're at 9-3 and three right now. We've got a one-game lead over everyone in our division right now. Playoffs start in, what, two weeks, correct? Two weeks, that's right. Week so 15. we're looking to get that bye weekend. So with that being said, we cruise into these games and we start looking at teams and we want our matchup to be somebody that still has something to play for, correct? Uh, for the most part, you know, and what is rather ironic, I will tell you, uh, that is the mindset that I used to have but mm -hmm. a couple years ago. I realized once it got late in the season, sometimes in those games where those teams need a win to get in, guys are a little bit more tight. Those games are a little bit more tightly contested and played. And it's those meaningless games, mm -hmm. the Houston versus, you know, the Raiders, the, you know, Redskins versus the Bears. A lot of times you find big stats in those games. So as much uh, as those big-time playmakers on the best teams in the NFL are important, uh, in the later weeks, the waiver wire will be important because there still will be some guys and mm -hmm. players not on winning teams who will be involved in games to put up a lot of points. So we're going to get into the waiver wire here in a second. We're talking to Lance Goodman, our fantasy football expert right now. Should we be looking at the matchups in these games? Because if we've got problems, like let's say I've got two quarterbacks and they're both pretty good and I can't figure out which one to play. Do I flip the dime or do I look at it and say, that dude's playing a team that's worse than the other team that the other guy's playing. Yeah, I would definitely uh, still look at matchups. Again, one of the good things about fantasy football this year, unlike past years, there really aren't too many defenses, uh, if any, that you are just flat out sitting your players against. There's usually mm -hmm. or traditionally have been a good, you know, five to seven to ten defenses in the league that when you played against those defenses, all bets were off. You were tapering mm -hmm. expectations or you were sitting your guys, but that's not the case this year. And so uh, right now, uh, you definitely would want to play the matchups. My knowledge right now, I think the San Francisco 49ers are the only defense right now that uh, opposing teams really should have any real 
fear or concern about. So players at quarterback position like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, that have rode the roller coaster over recent weeks, how do we look on these guys? Are they must-play situational quarterbacks? They, they certainly are. When you look at this week's matchups, certainly Josh Allen going out to New England is not an easy out. Division game Thursday night. The weather's supposed to be colder, but you can certainly lean on Josh Allen's uh, history. He's had success against the Patriots defense. He's had some of his biggest games at New England. So from a familiarity standpoint, that wouldn't be a concern. But you mentioned Justin Herbert, and he's one of my top five plays this week playing on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders. He's got uh, Keenan Allen fully back healthy at wide receiver, along with Joshua Palmer, who's been balling out in replace of Mike Williams, Austin Eakler, still a beast. So if you have both of those guys this week, then obviously Josh Allen always has a little more appeal because of his rushing ability, the rushing yards, the rushing touchdowns. But if we're playing the matchup this week, I'd be very comfortable with Justin Herbert. I think that Chargers versus Raiders game, uh, certainly has the ability to have a shootout and a lot of points scored. And then Josh, uh, excuse me, Justin Herbert is also facing an inferior defense. What about it running back? What's our favorable matchup this weekend? You know, and it's so funny you ask that because guys like Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, that one-two punch for Green Bay, the Chicago Bears defense has been struggling mightily. I think the key there is going to be, is Aaron Rodgers going to be the starter? Hmm. His status is up in the air for that game. But from a matchup standpoint, you love that. Uh, Jamal Williams uh, leading the NFL with 13 rushing touchdowns at home this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Kenneth Walker III for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams have completely thrown in the towel for this season. No Matthew Stafford, no Cooper Cup. They cut Daryl Henderson, Allen Robinson out for the year. Aaron Donald's going to miss the first game of his career due to injury. Wow. You have to like what Walker can do. And then Austin Eagler on the road against the Raiders. And then also the combination of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard at Indy. The true thing that's going on here, JT, and I'd love to hear from you, we have question marks. Uh, Travis Etienne last, left last week's game with a foot injury. Oh. Najee Harris status up in the air with an abdomen injury. And then some guys who are healthy. Cordero Patterson, he's mm. cooled off a lot. You have him on your mm. team. He's at home against Pittsburgh. That's somewhat of a favorable matchup. Dalvin Cook has not been playing up to par. He's at home against a tough Jets defense. And then the big one that everybody's scratching their head on is Christian McCaffrey. You know, leave it to Kyle Shanahan mm -hmm. to bring over an all-pro running back and put him in a committee. His numbers are way down since joining San Francisco. And he's also keeping an eye on a knee injury. This guy can't seem to stay healthy. What do you think about that? How could the Cordero Patterson situation? Are you still confident in him? And what's going on with Christian McCaffrey being in the committee? McCaffrey, I don't know for whatever reason. Maybe it's due to injury, but they made the trade. We didn't know what to expect. Might not have been a good fit in San Francisco. Cordero Patterson, I don't know if I told you this or not, about three weeks ago I had him on my bench because I started playing Tony Pollard with the Cowboys. I traded him for Chris Olave, the wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. And I have to think I made a good deal there. Nice, nice. And I think so, too. Uh, Alave, uh, sometimes when a player has just one bad game, mm. uh, especially if we lose that week, mm -hmm. it can certainly hold a little bit more weight than we would like it to. But, uh, no, Alave has certainly been consistent throughout the course of the year. He had a potential to make some big plays last week, just couldn't come down with the football. But he still is the unquestioned number one wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Michael Thomas still out. 
Jarvis and Landry out there at half speed. Mm-hmm. So I think that was an excellent trade to bring in a number one wide receiver, at least on that team. It's on a competitive uh, team that has a good offense. As for Cordero Patterson, again, uh, just has momentum, mm-hmm. has slowed down. So I think that was an excellent move to give you some more quality depth there at wide receiver. Lance Goodman with NFLExporter.com. Lance, tell us about the webpage. Yeah, so you want to go to NFLExporter.com. Very simple, www n-f-l-e-x-p-o-r-t-e-r.com now if you go to that website that is where all of my content and information is we've got our playoff preview coming this week so make sure to join that get on that page tomorrow right now not updated but friday morning we'll have brand new content and then you can get with me on my social media links which are at the top of that nfl exporter page on twitter at nfl exporter facebook lance goodman nfl exporter on instagram at ufc atl we talked about quarterback we talked about running back i want to ask you about tight end uh, myself along with our producer today billy bb we're talking about tight ends in the nfl some people believe in him, others don't. David and Joku. But as we look at tight end in the NFL, especially from a fantasy football perspective, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, and who? You know, right now, it's really Travis Kelsey alone. I mean, the guy okay. is absolutely unbelievable. Teams know week in and week out that is the main thing that you need to take away, and they simply can't stop him. And so Travis Kelsey uh, is in a world and league of its own right now. Mark Andrews has not uh, put up the same number since he missed a couple games with that knee injury. George Kittle, uh, just inconsistent. You know, uh, great situation, but what I'm seeing with the 49ers, they're really making it a point to get everybody involved. So when you have to get the ball to McCaffrey, you have to get the ball to Debo Samuel, you have to get the ball to Brandon IU, that cuts down on his percentage. Darren Waller has been out most of the season. Uh, Dallas Goder was the second best mm-hmm. tight end prior to being injured. He's out for a, a while right now. Kyle Pitts, who hadn't been doing much, he's out for the year. So the guy right now for me who's second behind Travis Kelsey is going to be T.J. Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings. He came over to Minnesota and has performed at a very high level week in and week out. And I expect for that trend to continue with defenses paying so much attention to Justin Jefferson on the outside. And then we talked about David and Juku. I'll be real interested to see if Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones, that wide receiver, very under-the-radar guy, very quietly has over 500 receiving yards. It'll be interesting to see if the return of Deshaun Watson can elevate those guys, especially in Juku, because as you were talking mm-hmm. about, the tight end position is one that is just at a real minimum premium right well, now. The thing is, Lance, for those of us that don't recall, now we knew DeAndre Hopkins was down there at Houston when Watson was their quarterback. Did he ever throw to their tight end? Do they have a tight end? And will he utilize the one that he's got in Cleveland? Yeah, I think so. I think Deshaun Watson is a very tight and friendly quarterback at that particular time when he came into the league. Uh, it was certainly in his best interest to utilize the guys okay. on the outside. That was DeAndre Hopkins and at the time, rookie Will Fuller, right. who when he was healthy, uh, was a guy who could stretch the football field and strike on big plays. I think Deshaun Watson, when he's on top of the on top of his game, He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Unfortunately, prior to his uh, exodus from Houston, there wasn't much to work with. Brandon Mm -hmm. Cooks was really the only uh, name brand guy at wide receiver on that roster. So I think it got overshadowed. But I think Deshaun Watson is a talented enough quarterback. And again, we talked about Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then David Njuku. Those three guys should be the guys that he's looking at. And I'm pretty sure Njuku, 
at 6'5 or 6'6 is a big target mm-hmm. for Deshaun Watson, who's a human, hasn't played in two years, still needs to shake a little rust off. I think that puts David Njuku as a candidate to get your five-plus catches a week, which would be a huge bonus for a lot of fantasy owners' lineups. We want to get into some waiver wire pickups, but before we do, give us a couple, two, three wide receivers that you really like this weekend. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown has reestablished himself as a number one wide receiver. You have to love the matchup at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Amari Cooper on the road against that Texans secondary. I think the opportunities could be there for him. Uh, I love DK Met- uh, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett this week on the road against that hapless Rams team. And then I think both Keenan Allen and Devonta Williams could be in for big days in that Raiders versus Chargers matchups. A couple question marks just want to throw out for owners. Again, Chris Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers has taken over the number one receiver role there, but with the quarterback situation being uncertain, but I think the matchup at Chicago bodes well for him. A couple guys that have question marks, A.J. Brown this week against a very tough Tennessee Titans defense. And then we talked about those 49ers guys. Debo Samuel mm-hmm. has been one of the big disappointments this year. Guys like Zay Jones, guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, guys like Jacoby Myers mm-hmm. have more receptions and more receiving yards than Debo Samuel this, this year. So it'll be real interesting to see if he can get things on track at home this week against Miami. Lance, are those some of the names that could be still out there on the waiver wire? Yeah, most certainly. When you look at the wide receiver position, and I know those are not household names, right. we really are getting to the point of where every single point counts. And as we get further and closer to the playoffs, those points do mean something. So you talked about Zay Jones, Donovan Peoples-Jones, both of those guys, again, up over 50 catches. I just put it this way. Just think about that. They mm-hmm. have been more productive this year at the wide receiver position than has Debo Samuel. And then the guy we talked about last week, Darius Slayton of the New York Giants. I think this week at home right. against the Washington Commanders, he has a great chance to make some things happen. Outstanding. Lance, we always appreciate your input. Uh, thanks for getting us to where we're at right now in our own fantasy football league. We uh, wish you the best as well. And give those uh, addresses on the social media and everything else again real quick. Absolutely. And I appreciate the opportunity as always www.nflexporter.com. That's N-F-L-E-X-P-O-R-T-E-R.com. On Twitter, at NFL Exporter. Facebook, Lance Goodman, NFL Exporter. JT, have a great weekend. Tell my guy Kenny to get better soon. And when we talk next week, let's have a stronghold at 10-3 and be heading into the playoffs. You got it, brother. Thanks as always. That's Lance Goodman. Fantasy Football. 